0: Welcome to the Cash Flow Guys podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know where you are, and you should know what time it is. This is Tyler Schaff, and I am the host of the Cash Flow Guys podcast. And this week, guys, I'm hoping my audio's not screwed up. I gotta tell you, if you haven't noticed, I've been a little bit off my game in the audio department, I, and I'll tell you why. And it's not a there's no valid excuse. It's not anybody else's fault but my own. Be honest with you. I got a new radio, I got a gig as a DJ on a, on a radio station. It's not a paying gig, I'm not doing it for a job. But I'm doing it because I want to get more leads, right? I want to get on the radio. I've always wanted to be a DJ anyway. It's kind of where podcasting started. But So I started with, a, I've got this opportunity with a website or a radio station called Tiki Man Radio. So on Wednesdays from 12 to 2 Eastern Time, and you can go to tikimanradio.com and you can listen in over there. You will see me. Uh, You will listen to me, and eventually when I get around to turning the video on, you'll see me doing my show, and it's called Key West Connections. And basically, I'm working my way through this, guys, and I'm feeling my way through it. You know, I'm I'm fire-ready aim. Never been a radio radio DJ before. Yes, it is different than podcasting, but I'm going to give it a roll anyway. Am I going to look stupid? Yep, guaranteed going to screw it up just like I did the last two weeks with my podcast audio, but if you're still here, you're still listening to me, that means that you're okay with imperfect Tyler. And hell, if the fact that you're still here after 300 and God knows how many episodes, if you're here for perfection, you are clearly drunk and on the wrong podcast because there's no such thing as perfection here. I screw things up all the time. I realize that I can't live a perfect life and I don't even begin to try. So instead I get out there and make things happen and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And when they don't, whoopsie and I go on to the next thing that's why I didn't lose any 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 tears over last week's podcast debacle and the week before that and probably the week before that depending on how critical you might be anyway long story short why are we here today well my buddy your buddy Sean Yesner Yesner Law so we can even say this episode sponsored by Yesner Law for all your legal needs in the state of Florida go to YesnerLaw.com Anyway, I was talking to Sean. Sean sent me an email asking me a question about if, is there a database somewhere that you can go to to know all of the the regulations for all the different STRs across the marketplace, right? Did somebody, did some investor come up with such a database? And my answer to Sean was no, um, there isn't. But this is, it, it inspired me to do this episode. I mean, literally this episode literally come out. It's March 21st, Monday at 1240 p.m. in the afternoon sitting here in Key West. My partner, Mike, is over there in a the computer tapping away, building out a type form so that you guys that want to get invested in Key West, you want to pull the trigger. You're sick and tired of letting somebody else play with your retirement plan. You want to roll up your sleeves. You want to come down here and get a tax-free vacation every couple of months or whatever you want to do. You can head over to keywestcashflow.com and check out what we're up to. You can put a forward slash seaport in front of that and check out my new deal because if you're savvy and you got – Money sitting around doing nothing. You want to invest and you want to figure out what I'm doing. You can go there. You can whack the call button or you can send me an email. You can, you guys know by now all the different ways to reach me. Good God, we've been doing this. This is not day one. You can reach me any of the 115 ways on the internet to find me and let's get on the phone and talk about it. But anyway, let's get back to STR laws and regulations. And this is a great question. I'm glad that Sean brought it up because wouldn't that be great if there was such a database? Now, Sean knows the answers to the question as far as where to go get the information. Obviously, he's an attorney and a damn good one, which is why he's he's our attorney or my attorney. Um, But he was wondering, is there a repository somewhere where all this information is cataloged? And the short answer is no. But that got me thinking, I bet you guys would probably want to know how I go about figuring out the regulations in every city. Now, I'm sure that somebody somewhere will probably come up with a database um, of information information. This this isn't this will probably be a, somebody will take it on as a as a, as a task item. And that's great if they do. But here's the thing: short term rental regulation exists in many markets, not all markets, some more than others. Uh, Key West, for example, is a very regulated market. But as you guys have been following me at any length of time know that you know I'm an ex cop, and I realize that I'm not in love with the government controlling my business. But I also like the fact that the government is keeping the riffraff out. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I don't like dealing with unscrupulous jackasses. And I learned in the Tarpon Springs real estate market, and when I got into short-term rentals in Tampa, that folks up there in the short-term rental business, some of them like to get into a race to the bottom. What does that mean? That means, oh my gosh, I have a night of vacancy, so I'm going to run my rates down into the toilet. And, uh and I, that way I can not have any vacancy. And so they'll rent the rooms out for like 60 bucks a night when everybody else is getting 200, which is dumb. Uh, my, and this is my opinion. You, you can argue, you can disagree with me. That's fine. We can both be right. We can both be wrong. I don't care, but how do we figure out the law? So the what laws came to pass because well, people rent other people's houses on a short term rental basis and act a fool. That's just the reality of things, guys. It, it's not just frat boys. It's, Grown adults, you know, Karen gets out there and raises hell and starts playing uh, "It's Raining Men" at two o'clock in the morning because she's out at her niece's uh, bridesmaid party after too many shots of tequilas or tequila after the male strippers were done. And next thing you know, the popo shows up, and you know Dolores and, and and Phyllis and George across the street are pissed off because they went to bed at seven o'clock because they had to get up at five so they could be at the mall early to make their laps, and now. Karen across the street is making a whole bunch of ruckus well all these folks go over to city council city count they yell at the city council and say what are you doing why aren't what are we paying you for what do you, what do we elect you for you got to do something about this which spawns regulation and I can tell you that's a version of kind of what happened here in Key West is that it was like the wild wild west everybody that could do a short-term rental was doing a short-term rental and it became I don't have a better way to describe it but a shit show So the city had to get in, and this is why, ladies and gentlemen, we can't have nice things because somebody's got to be a jerk and then ruin it for everybody, and that's exactly what happened here. Again, I don't think it's necessarily ruining things, but you invited government regulation, not all of you, but those of you that are the type of person that pees in a bush at 9 o'clock at night when little Johnny's out walking the puppy, it's your fault that these regulations are there, so can't blame everybody. That said, how do we figure out what they are? So. I'm thinking of markets, let's say. Let's let's talk about Tampa market, for example. Let's say you want to invest in, in rental properties in Tampa. So in Tampa, you've got several different cities that fall under the umbrella of the word or the, the name the city Tampa. So in Tampa, you've got Temple Terrace, you've got uh, Town town and Country, you've got, uh, well, you can talk about, you can include Pinellas County, you got St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Dunedin, Newport Ritchie, Port Ritchie, Holiday, all these different cities that fall under that key, that catchphrase, Tampa. Well, each one of those are regulatory government agencies all in themselves. Those are individual cities that fall under the moniker of Tampa or Tampa Bay. So if you look up STR, short-term rental regulations for the city of Tampa, but your rental's actually in Madeira Beach, which is not in Tampa, but it's called the Tampa Bay Area or referred to as the Tampa Bay Area, you will get false information. Why do I mention Madeira Beach? Well, Madeira Beach has very strict, very strict vacation rental regulations, and so much so that they've made themselves famous in the amount of fines they charge. I think last time I looked, it was like ten grand 1st violation. It's like, yeah, so you're a brand-new real estate investor. You just rented your first apartment. You're going to do a short-term rental. You decide to skip those rules, and on day one, you get whacked with a $10,000 fine. Ow, talk about making your butt pucker. Anyway, anyway. So if you're the person that's going to rent do a place in Tampa, and you decide that you settle upon Madeira Beach, and you search the city of Tampa for the regulations, you'll get regulations. Problem is, they're not going to apply to you because they don't have anything to do with Madeira Beach. So first thing is, guys, don't be that investor that says, "I'll send me good deals anywhere in Tampa," because that means that you're really not a focused investor. That usually tells whoever you're dealing with that that you're a newbie. That's the last thing a wholesaler that one that's a good one, anyway, a wholesaler or a realtor that's a good one, anyway, wants to hear get specific. If you're going to serve people in the short term rental market, then and you decide that you're going to be in, in Madeira Beach, then make a decision. Don't worry, you can go back and change it later. It's not carved in stone, but you got to pick one. I know this is hard. We're not talking about LLCs and domain names and logos and what color are the curtains. We're just going to pick a municipality because I don't want you guys getting burned out on calling 75 different municipalities in your local market to figure out which ones you can get away with stuff in because you're already starting out with a failure mindset. Part of this other question that came from, I had uh, one of our investor partners flew into Key West to hang out with us this weekend. Uh, Mike flew in from Fort Collins, Colorado. I took the doors off the Jeep. We drove around Key West. We had a great time. I showed him everything that we've learned in Key West where what houses, if you're going to flip a house, where you'd want to do it, if you're going to do a vacation rental, where you'd want to do it, if you want to own a long-term rental, where you'd want to do it, why you'd want to do it, the whole nine yards. So he got a, a, a college course crammed into a day and a half. Uh, and those of you, by the way, if you, if you want to invest with us and you commit to invest with us, get on a damn plane, come down here and spend a day or two with me. I'll show you the assets. We'll walk around Duval Street. We'll figure it all out. Give me a little notice. Let me know you're coming. I'll uh, make sure the doors are off the Jeep. And we'll go have a good time. And if you give me you know, a week's notice and we can get Mike to fly down here, you can make Mike too, and he'll join us. And for that matter, Jill joined us on the second day. And uh, Jill went and talked to him about how we're going to make this place awesome, how we're going to earn those double-digit returns. So now he gets it, right? And he feels good about it, as he should, because it's a freaking home run. Um, so if you want to do that, guys, uh, make it happen, right? This this deal is closing on or before June 1st. So if this intrigues you, then f- find a hotel. And if you can't find a hotel, reach out to me and we will help you find a place that's not too crazy expensive. I say that tongue in cheek. Part of the reason why we're investing in Key West boys and girls is because it's crazy expensive. But that said, I know people and I can probably pull some strings and and I know some places that are doing a terrible job of advertising. No disrespect for them, but they're not good at it, which is why I want to buy them because there's a lot of money on the table. Let's get back to the episode. STR laws and regulations, pick a city. So let's talk about Madeira Beach. So you pick up the phone and you call the city of Madeira Beach. Now that said before you call that planning department you want to think of an avatar. You remember I've talked to you guys about before when it comes to marketing. You need an avatar who are you talking to? With me, I've picked a a a type of person I'm talking to which I realize most of you don't fit that mold. But Uh, I needed someone to talk to that guy, that fictitious person's name is Jerry. When I pick up the microphone and start talking, I'm talking to Jerry. Jerry's a guy like me. He's in his late forties, early fifties. He's got a couple kids that are growing up. They're either on their way to college or they're in college. And he's trying to figure out life just like me. I moved to Key West. Oh boy, did my, my expenditures change. I'm paying $3,000 a month for a 900 square foot townhome. You know, I'm not used to even paying rent. Number one. So you know, four or $5,000 a month got added to my bill column just by moving to Key West. So it makes you start thinking, what the hell are you going to do next? Who are you going to serve? You need to understand if you're going to do a short-term rental, who are you serving? In Key West, for us, we are serving larger, medium-sized groups. For example, wedding parties, corporate retreats, large families that need several rooms within one place. That's what this asset serves. The other one that we're getting ready to go under contract with that some of you are going to get to take part of and others of you are going to miss out on and say, I wish I would have done it as you're saddled up to a bar stool five years from now in Key West and the rest of us are doing a ticker tape parade because we just exited uh, with big fat paychecks and you didn't. Um, you can come stay there though if you want to. Uh, the other place serve as a completely different client. They have big rooms, but they're they're very nice, and it's, it's underpriced right now. But when we change the pricing, add a little more value, add some amenities, it's got location, location, location. I mean, there's really no bad location in Key West where you can do a short-term rental, but it's a different type of client. It serves an older client. Uh, they want different things, so you have to understand that. Understand this, though. When you're doing short-term rental, it's not about getting rich. I get it. Trust me, you're talking to a Unapologetic capitalist. It's about serving a niche, okay? Serving a need. There's somebody out there that needs what you have. Here's an example Airline crews. Mike, my business partner, is a pilot. Okay. He flies for an airline. He flies one of them big Airbus things, right? When him and his captain and the flight attendants and the stewardess, whatever you want to call them, they need a place to stay for the night when they're, when they lay over. There are people that are short-term operators that do nothing but provide. Short-term rental accommodations that are not hotels to those type of clients okay Maybe you are near a I don't know a teaching hospital or a cancer research center or a eye surgery play uh, hospital or something like that and you have people traveling in and out of your area to for that business whatever it may be you can set up short-term rentals just to serve them now many people I talk to are like how do I get around the laws The answer is you don't get around the laws boys and girls. You pick up the phone once you've decided who your avatar is and here's what you say. Hi, my name is Tyler Chef, and I'm putting together service departments or short-term rentals to serve people at Moffitt Cancer Center that are visiting patients or from uh, that are attending, uh, getting treatment at Moffitt Cancer Center in, over here in, in Temple Terrace. And when the person at the city hears that, they're like, what a nice guy. He's helping people with cancer. That's pretty cool. Here's how a lot of people call yeah, so those, you guys got any laws against uh, renting and thing to like Airbnb type people or nothing like that? And the person goes, yes, it's illegal in this, in this community. And that's the end of the conversation. And the next thing the investor does is figure out ways to avoid the law they know is there. And that's what gets them in hot water. And then they blame everybody else but themselves for not doing things the right way in the first place. So you pick up the phone and you gently, in a sentence, explain to them your hook. You guys have heard me say hook before. Why are you here? What's the reason? Who are you serving? We're here to solve a need. Hey, we have, we serve traveling government employees. We serve people for the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration that come into Silver Spring, Maryland on a temporary duty to meet their supervisors. Whatever it may be, state your avatar that's clear who you're serving, what value you're providing to the community. Don't make a sales pitch, just make it a definition, okay? And ask them to see a copy of uh, all of the laws or any policies uh, or regulations that involve or address leasing of property in durations less than 30 days, okay, less than 30 days. Now, in some municipalities, it's worded 28 days, uh, plus or minus. But you're looking for, let's just say, less than 30 days. That's going to cover most municipalities across the country. And you may, frankly, hear them say, we don't have any. And if they don't have any, great. So since there's nothing for them to enforce, that would tell me there's really no law. So your next call would be to your real estate attorney that works in that market, okay? So what does that mean? That means if you're an investor in Kansas City, Kansas, you're probably not gonna call yesnerlaw.com and ask Sean Yesner, the Florida attorney, who or what the laws are in Kansas City because you know what? Sean's one of the smartest guys I know, but I'm pretty sure he did not study Kansas City municipality code. When he went to Kansas law school, or when he went to uh, Florida State, uh, and he was a seminole banging on them drums. Instead, he understands Florida statute. That's his. That's his area of expertise. Okay. So you want to make sure you're working with someone to when you when you're going to make sure you're doing things right. First, talk to the city, and then get with your own attorney to ratify what's going on. So simple explanation. We've got properties here in Key West, there's a lot of properties that are questionable the way they're being run as it pertains to how their license is structured. So first thing I do is I go downtown to the city and I talk to the licensing director face-to-face and I have a great conversation. And, And what I love about her and her staff is her people are very, very transparent and they're here to help us. They don't want to regulate us out of existence. They want to help us prosper. That's what Key West is all about. Uh, one human family, help each other. That's the way their attitude is. So when I have a question, a concern, or something I need to clarify, they're very good of walking me through this. No, Tyler, you can't do that, and here's why. Here's a copy of the regulation. Now, if they don't have such a regulation, I will then go to Greg Orpenzo, who is a local attorney. He's a conk, been here a long time. He's our attorney down here in Key West. You might be saying, why didn't you call Sean Yesner? I do involve Sean Yesner in much of our, many, I should say, of our legal questions as it involves our syndications and our real estate deals. But Sean admittedly, he'll tell you is not an expert in the city of Key West or Monroe County law. His expertise or his area of focus, I should say is Pinellas County, Hillsborough County, uh, Pasco County, state of Florida. He will go out and research a specific regulations of a County if need be, But he will even say, because he's an ethical attorney, he will say, Tyler, you should, for that question, it'd be better addressed by an attorney that's in the city of Key West so they can give you relevant advice that's relevant to the city of Key West. Now, can Sean talk on on state law anywhere in the state? Absolutely. Will he? Of course he will. But he will defer to someone that has more of an expertise in an area uh, outside of his area of expertise, as would an attorney, an ethical one anyway down here in Key West, would say, Tyler I know you want to ask me about West Chase, Florida, uh, what the HOA regulations are, but you know you should think about reaching out to Sean yesner and yesner law because Sean is has an expertise or a concentration in law and regulation, HOA rules and foundation in West Chase or in Tampa, Florida. So that's how you do things, right. Don't get caught up guys and girls trying to plead your case to the government. Worker, okay. The government worker, they're you're probably going to find they're going to be dismissive. They're not even going to want to engage with you. Why? Because they didn't make up the law, kids. They didn't make up the law, boys and girls. They're just there trying to help you work through it. These people at the government offices, they're not the jerks and whatnot that you think they are. Now, you may, I'm sure, you could tell me a hundred horror stories, and probably if I thought about it, I could come up with a hundred horror stories too. But at the end of the day, this is the 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 hand they were dealt. Somebody else in city council, somebody came up with an idea they didn't like. They went, took it to city council. They put it to a referendum. The county, the city voted on it. And now it's a regulation and that's, you don't like it. You need to fight the law, not the person behind the counter. Okay. That said, figure out a way to work within the law. I'm here to tell you that in most municipalities across the country, if the duration of your tenancy is over 30 days, you should be fine. There's exceptions to every rule, so you're going to need to do the steps that I just told you to do that checking. But in most cases, if it's over 30 days, it's not something that's that the city or the county is going to get involved in. However, HOAs may have a policy against it. Whether or not it applies, there's a way around it or whatever, don't just guess. Get that real estate attorney involved and say, hey, Sean, if I violate, you know, my HOA has this regulation, then send him a copy so he can read it. It says this. is. What does that mean? Does that mean that I can do this? And he's going to say, I wouldn't suggest you do that because if you did it, I can't defend you successfully because the way it's worded is pretty cut and dry. Or he'll say, that's written in Greek. It doesn't make any sense. It's not legit. Um, and he'll maybe give you some advice. I, I am not going to try, even try to guess what he'd say, but he'll give you some logical advice on how to deal with the situation and work through it. That's the beauty of a great attorney on your team. So, when you do get a copy of the regulations from the municipality, whether it be city, county, state, whatever, read it. Read it. I know you're probably rolling your eyes. I don't like to read, Tyler. Isn't there an audiobook version of Florida statute? No, kids, there's not an audiobook version of Florida statute. You're actually going to have to put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants and read the damn thing. It won't kill you, I promise, and you won't have to eat your lima beans if you do it. Now, that said, understand uh, what brought the law into play in the first place that like I said earlier in this episode. Some knucklehead probably did something stupid that required the government to get involved. The government doesn't, well, I shouldn't I say this tongue-in-cheek? Generally speaking, in a perfect world, the government doesn't go out looking for trouble. But lately, I tend to not really believe that advice anymore, but that's a whole other story for a different day. Use the municipality's freedom of information system okay? City of Key West has one. Monroe County has one. City of Tampa has one. Every city I've ever dealt with, Memphis, uh, Seattle, Chicago, pick one, New York City. They all have a way to get records because everything in government, for the most part, in local government anyway, is public record. There's no such thing necessarily in city and government and local government as top secret. That's more of a federal thing in national security. But on the local side, most things are available you're just going to have to h- jump through the hoops to get them. Find out how to do that. Sometimes you got to fill out a form. It's I get it. It's clunky. It's a pain in the butt. And you're rolling your eyes right now going, I'm not going to go through all that. I would rather look wait for the audiobook version to come out. Well, there isn't one, guys. Maybe there will be someday. But right now, you're probably gonna, going broke with the cost of gas and inflation and whatnot. And it's time to get yourself a short-term rental. And you, you're smart. You've been listening to this podcast for a long time. You don't want to cut corners. Maybe you don't want to invest with Uncle Tyler and Uncle Mike. You want to do it yourself, which is totally cool, but just follow these instructions because they're that simple. Get transcripts or recordings of any meetings that were held at your city or your county in the past that address the topic. Here in Key West, everything is available on Zoom. If y'all watch, if you're bored and have nothing better to do with your time, you can go into Key West City of Key West website, get copies of the recordings of all. Of the Zoom sessions they've done since Zoom was a thing. And if you look if you look at any of them in the last couple of years, look in the back for a really good looking bald guy wearing a Hawaiian type shirt with flowers and stuff on it, you'll probably think that's Uncle Tyler. And you'd be right, it is me, because I try to go to every possible city council code enforcement meeting I can get myself at. You guys think I just sit here and, and talk smack and don't do this stuff. I absolutely practice up what I preach. I'm at these meetings so I understand where it comes from. What you're going to understand, boys and girls, is that most government employees, the people you're talking to behind the counter, do not understand the law that you're asking about. Why don't they understand that? Well, let me think for a second. A, they're not a lawyer. B, they're not city council. They're just the employee that's a deal, that's there to deal with the your good or bad attitude when you discover that there's a law that trips you up. So be nice to them. Don't be a dick is hashtag. Don't be a dick. Go find out how you can work within the letter of the law. They're not going to tell you how to break the law, but they're going to tell you how to work within the law. I've got opportunities that we're negotiating right now that are under the current ownership, not firing on all cylinders because they're not properly licensed. So I'm not going to go ratfink the people out, but I am going to go talk to the people down at the city and go, Let's pretend I have a friend that has a property that has a, is not operating properly. And how do I bring this into compliance? What's the proper way to do this? Spell it out for me. And guess what they'll do. They bring out a legal pad and they break it all down in a roadmap. So now I know the exact path. And then I can sit there and come on this podcast and tell you guys the exact path. And you think I'm super smart. I'm not. I just go down to the city and I look people in the face. I shake their hand and I'm polite and I'm not a dick. Hashtag don't be a dick. And I ask them questions and I, Seek understanding. I don't argue with them. I don't debate them. This is not a Facebook group or any other thing. I'm not trying to posture, not trying to 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 be the boss or anything like that. Because I am out of my element. I'm not in city government. I'm not an elected official. I'm certainly not an attorney. And I don't really feel like paying Sean Yesner or Greg or any of the other attorneys to go after the city or terrorize the city because that's going to run my own self out of town, and that's no fun, right? We know that the folks that make laws often, if we have, to hear this all the time in DC. Doesn't matter whether you're Republican, Democrat, agnostic, doesn't matter. What matters is, is that the laws, a lot of times, the federal laws especially, are so long-winded that nobody, including the people that votes them, reads them. So you can choose to get mad about it, let it ruin your day and, and stomp your feet and, you know, call somebody a name or something on Facebook. Or you can just realize that that's the reality of life, guys. So suck it up, Buttercup, and get over it. So just because they don't read them doesn't mean you can't because their law is based on intent. Law is not just willy-nilly written. All law is based with a certain intent in mind when it's brought to pass. So read the darn thing, figure out what the intent is, and then seek experts to help you come to, number one, an understanding, but more importantly, an interpretation that makes sense so that your team can help the city or the county or whoever you're dealing with also come to a mutually agreeable circle understanding so you can do business don't fight it just work through it that guys and girls that's how we make problems happen that's how we're getting the cash to flow in key west and of course if you want to find out more about investing in key west go to keywestcashflow.com forward slash seaport that's our newest investment it's pretty exciting you should get involved